Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. The good thing about these recordings is that I always go for a run afterwards or the gym or something. But it means that in every single video published on the Dream Factory social channels, I've never had a wash. <laughs> I always look at them and think, you haven't had a shower. That man hasn't had a shower. There's no one else doing podcasting like us. Every other time I see a podcast clip on TikTok, I am 99% sure they've had a shower. I stink. I could just, there's like a film of grime over me. Do you think the cartoon uh, green steam that I put on you is a bit much? I don't think it helps. I've been telling people it's original source mint shower gel, but they're not believing me. And the flies, little animated flies that land on you. Yeah, they're scrubbing flies. (laughs) Right. Just pop my headphones over my nice greasy hair. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it will be screened on the back of every seat of the United Kingdom's next high-speed rail network, due to open in the year 2095. I'm Joel, a man who puts the spades in the ground, and across from me is John Harris, a man who, at a cost of £10,000 a day to act as buffet cart consultant is the primary reason that hs2 has had to be scrapped hi john hey that there's never been a good train buffet car you indulge because you've been getting away with this for a decade yeah now. well i just want to make it good finally me and heston we're gonna do it you made one good joke about pie charts in your first meeting and they've been paying <laughs> you 10 grand a day ever since it's unbelievable uh, when when i like obviously i've been on enough trains that now the novelty is worn off but when i first saw a food cart on a train i thought i am in harry potter this is Unreal. When they wheeled it down the middle of the train. Yeah. Yeah. Really magical stuff. Really is. Have I got a recommendation for you, John? (laughs) Aeroplanes. They are going to blow your mind. It's always like people get a coffee and it's like a sat. You see them whipping the little sachet of instant coffee and you think, this is sad. I'm sad for you. This is living. All right. Yeah. Hey, pitch me a film idea. Oh, what about this one from friend of the show, Beck Hill? Enter the drag con. Good. Bruce Lee, hmm, Bruce Lee has to dress as a woman in order to take down an all-female mafia gang. Yes. Or Is Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I hope so. We we will get cancelled mm. if we're wrong on that one. I think that is that is like iconic cinema for us to have got wrong. 
good, 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 good. Uh, Another one. <laughs> we'll be down to single digit listeners again if we, if we lose another one. Um, <laughs> or, or yes, or alternatively, it is just kung fu at a drag convention. I just think that could be really good. I mean, that is fun. Kung Fu Paul. Oh, Kung That's Fu really good. Very good. You know, there's Thanks, like, man. there's, oh, oh, I'm being haunted. That was really spooky. For listeners, for listeners, I might keep, maybe we'll keep this in. Uh, the light in my room just turned off and then back on again for viewers. It was a split second. Is that a, you haven't got those sort of automated lights they have in office hallways, do you? <laughs> Where if you, I, there's, do you know, there's one, there's a cafe near me that I absolutely adore. Really good local cafe spot. Kind of place where everyone knows your name. They know your order. It's great. I've got one tiny grievance with that cafe, and that is that if you sit on the loo, the light goes out within about four <laughs> seconds, and it requires just so much more movement than you're capable of making if you're sat down. Yeah, that's it. All you've got with those lights is your arms. Normally, if you're, you know, they're in the building where I live, the lights, those lights in the stairwell, but that's fine because I'm walking up and down stairs. So it's very unlikely that I'm going to need to do more than a step to trigger those lights. But if I'm sat on a loo, my range of movement, I've been known, John, to sort of kick my legs legs out like a toddler might do when they're sat on the toilet to try (laughs) and get that light to come back on. One of the... uh, It's outrageous. uh, An old office... Who programs that? An old office I used to work in, they did it in the meeting rooms. So if you were in a meeting that was more than 10 minutes long, all the lights would turn off. And so you had to sit... And then the lights would come back on and someone's necklace had been stolen. <laughs> and you'd have to like, be like, I'm so sorry, excuse me. And then yeah, walk around the room like flailing your notebook yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> Just making real gesture. You were doing a PowerPoint presentation. Now you're really gesturing about the PowerPoint. That's, not- That's good. Get clients in, plunge them into darkness. <laughs> And then force them to make the deal. I can get these lights back on. If you sign on the dotted line with my luminous pen, I can get these lights to come back on. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Or alternatively, if you don't want to embarrass yourself, you just make sure the whole meeting, you gesture like a caricature of an Italian just to make sure the centers yeah. are constantly <laughs> being hit. It's like speed, but you've just got to keep a light on <laughs> in a room the entire time. But anyway, uh, side note, I'll probably get murdered this evening uh, by whoever turned that light off and on. There's some sort of, there's definitely some sort of ghost or ghoulie in your house. Or maybe just, a, maybe more innocently, there's just a bloat living in your walls. <laughs> all, all possible and all good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, so enter the drag con. There's glitter flying around. There's plastic boobs. It's it's just great. They're doing death drops. That's one of the moves, isn't it? Yeah. Def- you could definitely turn a death drop into a sort of kung fu move in some way i'm sure all good stuff. i i think this is i mean this 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 sort of sells itself a colorful kung fu movie they're not colorful enough they're not sparkly enough they're not camp enough but now enter the drag con camp kung fu really good idea right how about this one from nathan mike dyson after seeing the retail success of the george foreman grill mike tyson goes on to invent the dyson vacuum in an alternate history fiction now, this makes a lot of sense because in boxing you do have a sucker punch. Hey, very good. So that's what he would call the that's what he would call the Dyson, I think. Now, I assume that in this alternate history, there's a there's a moment that has to be in the film, a scene where he's calling up the CEO and he says they're like, So what are we gonna call it? And he's like, The Tyson and the the line's <laughs> really bad. And so Well he's got a bit of a list. What do you say, Dyson? Yeah, I I was Is thinking that- about that, but I thought let's I, look, you can. T- Mike Ty- I think Mike Tyson's fair game. I, I think you can do a, you can do a, you can do an impression of Mike Tyson. Look, I think that's okay. I don't. Look, I, I know that you, you're very much into your fitness and health, Joel. But even in your most arrogant days, I don't think you can take on Mike Tyson. So I don't want to get into that fight. Well, but if it was both of us, oh, okay, we'd probably be okay. Um, 
I now I've just I've just googled the sort of thing that will have MI5 kicking down my door in the next two minutes. <laughs> um, can Dyson's Hoover up blood? <laughs> If there's been a murder in my local area, you know when they read out someone's Google search history in (laughs) in court? They're like, uh, at 5.30am, you Googled how to dispose of a body. At uh, 6.30am, you Googled uh, how to dispose of a body more quickly. At 7.30am, you Googled, what time does McDonald's open? At 8am, you Googled how to chop up a body. That's that's essentially what I'm... This is going to get read out to me in court. Can Dyson's hoover up blood? What I was thinking is Mike Tyson is so ferocious and he's landing so many knockout punches. He is just covering his gym in teeth and blood and like all sorts of bits and pieces. The cleaners are sick of tidying it up. So he has to invent a solution, a suction solution. I I, I love it. But also on a side note, if you were taken to court, would it be worse Mm. to play this audio or not? Do like, no, 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 don't worry. I can explain. And then you play this audio to a court. Uh, I don't like the idea that members of my family have access to this audio, <laughs> let alone a court of law. <laughs> Wait, I could explain a five-minute out-of-context clip of me reading out different ways that you can dispose of a body. So this this reminds me of a story from the reality TV show Hogan Knows Best. I don't know if you remember it, Joel, but it was about Hulk Hogan and his family. It, it probably was like early noughties when we were sort of young, mm-hmm. mid-teens. I've never seen it, but I, I'm aware of it. And Hulk brings up, I think, various times across this show, a story where uh, he was going to a company and they wanted him to be the face of one of their products. And he shows up right. late and he goes, well, it was between two things, a grill and a blender, but George has already taken the grill. So you're going to have the That's Hulk Hogan true. blender. That's that's what he says. So there was, and there's also Mike them? with the Hoover in the corner. Is there a little blender with blender Hulk Hogan? Is there a little blender with a yeah. blonde moustache on? Give it a Google, see if it exists. The Thunder Mixer. <laughs> wow. There you go. The Thunder Mixer. Now there's just no way. Like my nan had a George Foreman grill. There was no way in hell my nan was buying the Hulk Hogan Thunder Mixer. It would have to be like yellow and red, right? In his in his color scheme, it can't just be like a. It, it, the box is very yellow and red. Yeah. God. But it's not even really a blend. Oh, maybe it is a blender. It looks like it just sort of creates some sort of whirlpool in the middle of it. And also, like George Foreman, sort of that 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 grill sort of goes past any recognition of George G- Foreman. Like I didn't buy it as a student. I didn't go. I'm buying this because it's recommended to me by ex boxer George Foreman. I bought it because it was the thing people had to grill their bacon. Well, it was the lean mean grilling machine. Um, I just as an addendum to googling can Hoover's. Uh, <laughs> Ken Dyson's Hoover up blood. I've just ended up on the Saudi Arabian Amazon page trying to look for a secondhand Hulk Hogan Thunder Blender. So there's just no, this is just all coming out in a cult of law. Just, I just don't stand a hope in hell. It looks like I've gone, can you Hoover up blood? No. Hmm. Could I blend a body? <laughs> what's the, what's going to be the strongest blender ever made? Well, it's going to be one endorsed by Hulk Hogan because <laughs> he's the strongest man that ever lived. And, it, and it's, it, I would, the blender is sort of uh, on the go cup size, so it would take me quite a long time, even for a relatively small human, to blend them down to a pulp. If you watch, if you find yourself watching daytime television, there is frequently an mm-hmm. advert for a vacuum cleaner that they show, and it has like water and filters so it can hoover like anything. And one of the things they do to just display how powerful it is, is during the advert, and it genuinely makes me feel uncomfortable, is they hoover up an entire tin of like you know um spaghetti hoops like a tin of spaghetti hoops do they em- do they empty the tin or 
It's just like... Is it that good? It, it, it's just on the kitchen side. In the preface of the show... Of the, the full show. aluminium tin is just on the kitchen side. <laughs> and they just go... <laughs> on the preface, uh, sort of on the premise of the advert, I think is a kid has knocked over an entire bowl of it onto a carpet and then she, the, mm-hmm. they just swoop through and clean it up. But I just think... Hoover up the kid. Hoover up the bowl. <laughs> How powerful! You've watched John. What you've done is watched Ghostbusters. <laughs> At a quantum level, how powerful can a Hoover get? Could it create like a black hole? Could the whole house be sucked What's, into it? How powerful can a Hoover get? That's such a good question. Hang on, let me just get onto Google. <laughs> Your Honor. At three fifteen, you googled how powerful can a Hoover get? <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're going to have to record a lot of episodes before Joel does his court time. What about this one from Nathan? Hellboy's Kitchen. Nice, okay. So you've either got... There's Hell's Kitchen, which is like the part of New York, right? Yeah. You've got yep. Hell's Kitchen, which is the... Why is it called, John? Why is it called that? I have no idea. And why have you lived there? Would you go, yeah, I'm going to call where I live Hell's Kitchen. You've also got the Gordon Ramsay TV show, you know, TV show phenomena, Hell's Kitchen, which is the one where he goes into restaurants, shouts at them, and then at the end it's all feel good and they're better restaurants, but then you Google the restaurant and they've inevitably closed down about six months after the TV show stopped filming um and then hellboy's a comic character what about no you're so wrong okay. hell's kitchen is the competition oh i'm thinking of ramsey's kitchen nightmares you're Apologies. thinking of ramsey's kitchen nightmares <laughs> yeah hell's kitchen is where they get celebrities to work in a professional kitchen and that's where like the meme idiot sandwich meme and uh i'm not so afraid with that one i'm much more of a kitchen in the nightmares uk guy. controversial comedian jim davidson was on Hell's Kitchen, and I think he said some inappropriate things and got kicked off. I mean, what were you expecting when you got Jim Davidson on, I think, is my question. 2007, that was. Oh, dear. A different time, Joel, a different time. Um, What about uh, about cartoon characters or comic characters cooking? Who do you think's 
Like the human torch is going to have an advantage. He can grill straight from the source. He's yeah, he's grilling straight away. That's a good point. Would you want something grilled by him? Is he naked? Well, he's got like a, a flame-proof costume, right? Yeah, but so it is. It's cooked with his flesh. I guess if the human torch washes his hands and then cooks a steak, did it, was there any really point washing his hands? Do, Probably not. Hey, well, the heat will sort it all out. But it, so he's basically got no bacteria on him. No one's ever really thought this through. Isn't there bacteria that's supposed to live on your body? Because aren't there like a million guys living in your eyebrows? <laughs> what happens to the human torch's eyebrows? Joel, How's he got hair? Joel, do not Google any of these things. <laughs> How do you burn off hair? <laughs> uh, to you, are you saying to you the idea of the human torch cooking for you is like the the, the fact that he's using his flames that is some sort so in some way biologically sort of engineered off him? I wouldn't. It like feels it. Like, like he's breathing a, on your food. Yeah, like who's if Mister Fantastic just rubbered his hand into a spatula? <laughs> I wouldn't like it. Would you? No, that's true. If the human torch is there with a grip, just hand on fire, holding a burger. And then Mr. Fantastic stretches his hand out perfectly flat and flips the burger. You're eating that, are you, John? If hmm? if the human torch did his thing on the thing, would his like rock back go very hot? And could it be like cooking stones for your steak? Nice. Or some sort of, you could hollow him out and make a pizza oven. <laughs> yeah. I can't work out how to get um, the invisible woman, Mrs. Fantastic, involved. But she's just, she's just sort of monitoring. She's around. Yeah. Yeah, invisibility isn't really a key skill in the kitchen. You don't want sort of flying knives. If, yeah, if anything, it's a problem because she'll be getting bumped into by problem. the other chefs. Yeah. She could be front of um, house, front of house. She's bringing out plates. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, right. There must be somebody else who's good at cooking in the. Well, you'd go for dinner with Iron Man, right? Because he's the richest man on earth. He's going to be giving you caviar. He's the richest man on earth. Yeah, you never really see them cook, do you? No, they're too busy saving the world to be cooking, really. So you've got uh, surely like a guy like Vision knows every recipe known to man true but can he taste you're supposed to taste a recipe after every ingredient which no one fa- no one does that right do you do that how many spoons are we getting through unless you're double I dipping through, i get through a lot of spoons you're supposed to taste if you're making something you're supposed to taste it with every next step nah just vibe it yeah you are yeah, i know, I know but but I mean, i'm just saying i vibe how many it. beans on to- how many are you supposed to my beans on toast <laughs> What you like? You take the. You've already vacuumed half of them up. You do, I haven't had time to taste them. You get the toast out. Have a nibble. Go. Yep. Toast. Have put the bread. Nibble. Put the butter toast on. Is good. Yep. Butter. That tastes good. A few tears have dropped on it. Yep. Salty <laughs> as ever. Right. Should should we have another one from me? What about this one from Aussie Bob? Aussie Bob. He's given himself Aussie a nickname. Bob, I love it. Prolific. Godzilla, Queen of the Desert. The iconic monster takes a trip down under and finds her true self. This is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Yes. Which, look, I think it's a musical. I think I've been in a room or near <laughs> a house where it's been on. <laughs> okay. I've seen the DVD box. And Godzilla is the big lizard that Jamiroquai wrote a song about, right? Is that right? A banger, may I add? The, the best thing about that it film. It is a banger. Deeper Underground. The interesting thing is that I had to Google was Ozzy Bob uses the pronoun her uh, for Godzilla, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. fairly confident... It's actually not a question that seems to have been investigated that much is the gender of Godzilla, but I was the gender of fascinated to find out. But it seems like they either assume it's a man. Uh, apparently in a lot of the Japanese films, they use the pronoun it, which mm-hmm. is not very respectful. Use they. You just can't get close enough to ask Godzilla how which pronouns True. they'd like, I guess. Is, is this not campy and fabulous as well? Can this be a sequel to Enter the Drag God? It's Godzilla, but, you know... Tiny little arms, trying to apply lipstick. It's, it's got all the hallmarks of a really fun time. 
It's difficult for us, John, without really knowing the story of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Priscilla. It's amazing how we don't let our ignorance get in the way of so much of this podcast. Two drag queens and a transgender woman travel across the Australian desert in a tour bus oh, yeah. to take their cabaret show to a remote town. Along the way, they encounter various interesting characters. So I guess along the way, they could just meet a Godzilla. Perfect. And they head over to the go. drag con and fight some people. They teach Godzilla the transformative goodness of cabaret. Oh. And Godzilla ceases its rampage and becomes part of the show and they become a fantastic quartet. How about that? Hey, if you're touring, having an, a sort of giant kaiju is going to be helpful from getting you to venue to venue very quickly. Oh, oh my God. Really useful. Right. Hey, John, would you like one from me? Yes, please. How about this one from me? Saw de France. Billy the Puppet. <laughs> very good. Billy the Puppet qualifies to compete in next year's Tour de France. Unfortunately, he's a tiny little puppet <laughs> on a tiny little bike. So in order to gain an advantage, he uses... The teams, you know, the rooms where they do doping testing. Every time a rival cyclist from the Tour de France enters one of those for doping testing, doors lock, becomes a sore puzzle. <laughs> until Billy's basically wiped out every other competitor and he's in a tiny little yellow jersey cycling through the mountains of France on his little trike. Adorable. It's Sore de France. I'm, su- I'm surprised some PR firm hasn't done that to promote a sore film. Not actually... Qualified Billy the Puppet. Not only is this yeah. a pun, but it's also using one of the defining features of Saw, which is a little bicycle. So you've really made which it Which doesn't work. get used enough. They don't talk about that enough. <laughs> would you- I wonder if anyone's... If I Google the word Saw to France... No, there's nothing. I- oh, this is good. Uh, well, you say you don't use it enough. What you want in the next film, like they need to up the ante, like it's a BMX and he's doing... Half pipe. <laughs> <kick Yeah. lips. laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you've said that like it's a bad idea. <laughs> Apparently, rumor has it that Saw Ten is the best Saw ever. Okay. Uh, well, like, but that's amazing for, for a film franchise to peak at number ten. They've made they've made a comeback. Should we go and watch it's it? It's the only certified I, um, fresh, certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes Saw film ever. I feel like I've seen the first one and maybe the fourth one. Yeah, I, I saw a couple back in the day, and uh, I saw a woman getting. Is it tall. still Billy the Puppet? Yeah, I think. Is this? Spo- I don't think this is spoilers. But apologies in advance. If you're doing like a Saw rewatch, this is a sort of plot point that has now... De- he, The guy, obviously the the thing is this man has cancer and the whole thing is he wants everyone to appreciate their lives so he tortures them, which is sort of mad logic, but whatever. Heartwarming. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but he's de- like he's been dead for about four films, that guy. And so like a lot of it is like they find tapes or like there's like copycat killers ah, and all this stuff and I see. he's been dead for ages but he's always in them he's just like they, they find an excuse to get that actor back in but he's been dead nice. for a long time no i was just wondering i just wonder about the people whose job it is to come up with the soul mazes and i just hope they're okay i think they're probably the loveliest loveliest mm. fluffiest people you could meet they're like it's like metal fans they've got this you know this idea of metal being sort of satanic and evil and stuff but actually if you've ever, but that's your big cuddly guys. Just big, yeah. lovely, cuddly guys. Anyway, this one is from me on the uh, horror theme, on the horror kick. The Exorcist Belieber. Priest is called to a suburban American home as demonic possession turns a teenage girl into a fanatical devotee of Canadian pop singer Justin Bieber. Brilliant. It's, I mean, and how do you exorcise? Is she's just screaming? Baby. What's one of his big hits? Boyfriend? Baby? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, do you sort of push push them onto enough? Or do you just sort of give them a BTS CD or a Shawn Mendes oh, poster? We, yeah, maybe, maybe just a little mix. You know, just wean them are off. There's, is there still are there is there still like a big Belieber army? Do you think 
or is, has his power waned over the years? I think that there's probably. Well, look, here we go. This is how you, this is how you find out. You say some shit about Justin Bieber, and I'll see how many comments we get on TikTok. He's irrelevant. <laughs> He's irrelevant. No one's interested in him anymore. They're only interested in his girlfriends because they're cooler and they dress better. These are just things that I've vaguely seen on the internet. I've heard a rumor that he lost his tongue six months ago and he's wearing a wig. <laughs> For a second, I, I did a genuine shock face. I thought he, there was a rumor <laughs> that he lost his tongue. I was worried. It is, yeah, he has. Justin Bieber hasn't got a tongue. <laughs> um, just Googling how to remove human tongue. <laughs> Joe! Right. I can't help myself. I'm not even incognito. Anyway. I liked yours a lot, what we didn't do last week? We didn't pick pick a favourite last week. And? Did someone pull you up on that? Well, it's it's basically a a dereliction of duty not to pick a favourite. I was called up on it. Okay. Um, And I think think we need to do better, so I won this week. Right. Thanks, everyone, (laughs) for listening. See you after the music. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. How are we doing? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Pretty good. You know, not too much to report. What have your what what have been your what what are some of your pop culture highlights over the last uh, week or so? I'm very pleased you asked, Joe, because I've actually watched some stuff, which is unlike oh, me. Oh yes, I visited a building. You might have heard of them. It's called a cinema, and I saw a two-hour long TV show. It's called a film. I saw mm. I saw the creator yesterday by Gareth Edwards. Oh yes, and Gareth Edwards. I loved it. I, it was really great. It, not it's not for, it's not without caveats. There's some you know it's not the perfect film, but oh my gosh, you need to see it at the cinema. It's just like eight. It cost eighty million dollars, which I realise in mm-hmm. real terms is a load of money, but in like Hollywood terms <laughs> is nothing, right? And it yeah. is just astonishing how it looks. It's just like you're watching it the whole time being like, I can't see the seams. Like this is such good CG, such oh, wow. good practical work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just entire. And it's so like, it's just Gareth Edwards. Uh, like, this isn't me who sort of, um, this is an original thought. This is me regurgitating other people, but he has an amazing sense of scale. So it's a lot of it's on the ground. A lot of it's from the human perspective. So when you see like a massive tank or something, you don't, it's, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel meaningless. Like a lot of the time, like I, I'm picking him out at random, like Zack Snyder, I'll watch a Zack Snyder film and I'll think nothing means anything because every punch is like yeah, yeah, the yeah. size of a nuclear warhead. So I just don't understand. Like there's no sense of scale. Whereas Gareth is the yeah. complete opposite and you just, you can feel how big everything is. And yeah, if you can go see it in the cinema, I really would recommend it because it's like a original IP made for a smaller budget. And I just think if, if it doesn't do well, then I think the studios will just be like, that's it. We just make superhero movies forever. And I yeah. love superhero movies, but we need other films. We do. Okay. Great reco. I will watch it in a cinema. Another thing, I you this you'll definitely catch up on this because um, I know that you're a big boys fan. But Gen V, the spinoff, started on Friday. Oh yeah, I watched the first episode. Oh, brilliant! Or, or most of the first episode. Yeah, I quite liked it. I it was one. I I got halfway through, then went to sort of continue living my life. The first episode, and then I finished it, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm in. This is really great so i think by the end of the first episode and they put which i really like with amazon is they put up three episodes 
So it's yeah. weekly, which I love because you can talk about it and be part of the conversation. But they give you a decent chunk of the beginning, so you can really get sink your teeth in. That for me, that's the perfect sort of release sort of schedule nowadays. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then the last thing. Oh, last night I've only watched half of the first episode, but Boiling Point, the TV show, Stephen Graham et al. So it's based on the film that he did in 2021. Which was oh, I'm glad you've confirmed this. I've been getting so confused. Oh yeah, so there was a film. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a spin-off t- TV show. I know about the film. I had no idea there was a TV show. Yeah, so, so I'd, I'd be like, why is there so much fuss about this film that came out <laughs> two years ago? No, so yeah, it's it's like a it's like a sequel TV show uh, based in the restaurant from the first from that film. I haven't actually seen the film for my sins. I need to check it out. But even without seeing the film, I'm sort of into it, and you know everyone's brilliant. So I look forward to watching the rest of that. And those are my free three count them cultural recommendations this week great recommendations i went and did a thing in the real world similar to you going to the cinema i went on friday to go to an exhibition at the national portrait gallery of paul mccartney's photos taken between 1963 and 1964 and it was absolutely incredible i a caveat i met john the night before we went to a (laughs) A, a, a swing in shindig and I was very hungover on Friday and I think it made me quite emotional because I found the entire exhibition so moving and like really lovely and also really tragic in equal measure um, but it's really incredible basically he took Paul McCartney took thousands of photos in the 60s and just seemingly like quite often seems to be the case just left them in his loft not really thinking maybe that you know the world would be quite interested in loads of candid photos of maybe the most important like pop culture arguably the most important thing that's ever happened in the history of pop culture he's suddenly been like oh i wonder if people want to see these sort of uh snaps of john lennon jumping into the sea (laughs) yeah we would actually yeah yeah yeah. we'd really like to see all of that so it's really cool there's loads of like just loads of photos of them hanging around and you kind of forget how young they were how naive they were but also like how no one had any idea what was going on like the fans have no idea how to behave. The people that are receiving them at like airports, like no one, it's just no one is built for this sort of w- what's happening. You know, like the gigs that they're doing are completely unprecedented. Like we, cause it documents them playing like in London, then Paris and then in America and doing the Ed Sullivan show and stuff. And it's just so interesting to see like, Oh, these are all pretty established norms. Now people do arena gigs. People do this, that and the other, but like no one had ever done it before. And they were just four lovely young lads figuring it all out. And what I also really took from it is just like, just how much they all really clearly loved each other and loved being in each other's company in, in that time. And I thought that was really nice, you know. Oh, that's so heartwarming. I'm a, I'm a real sucker for like really lovely, unapologetic male French demonstrations of male friendship. And that's what it felt like, you know. It felt really lovely and it made me quite emotional. Oh, that's an excellent recommendation. I definitely, I would love to see that. I'm a big it was really McCartney great. guy. Yeah, it was so cool. And there's loads of like, you know, quotes from McCartney about the photos as you go around it which I thought was like, offered some good insight. And it's just nice to see, you know, they're obviously they're being photographed endlessly during that period, but these are photos where they're much more relaxed and they're only in each other's company a lot of the time. And, and like you see their parents backstage at some of their gigs and all that sort of stuff I found really, really interesting. So yeah, big recommendation from me. I think it's finished now. So I think you can go and see it in New York. So if you're in New York, go and look at Paul McCartney's photos. Terrible recommendation unless you're in New York. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's my this. recommendation. The Beatles. That, yeah. Well, so they, are they on Spotify? I think you can get them on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll check them out. Where to? Where do I start? The best of um, the Beatles. 
I think I think I would have to say the best of the Beatles. Cheers, John. Cheers, guys. See you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.